Hi and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you get unstuck, feel better and be more confident at 30. Today's episode is a continuation of the topic of how to reclaim your 30s and I'm going to give you some really practical steps and some practical tools that you can actually use to start to reclaim your 30s. I know that this is something that a lot of you really like. In the last uh, season of the podcast, I did a couple of really informative episodes, which were some of my most popular episodes, where I actually really dive into coaching topics that I use with my clients. And I thought that it was a really good time to do that today. So as long as you're not driving or you're not in the middle of a run or something, I really recommend either getting pen and paper out or getting the phone notes out and making sure to write some of this stuff down because I've really decided to, in a way, overshare with you what I'm going to be doing in my Reclaim coaching program that starts in the next two weeks in order so that you can have a really good insight, already start to make the changes yourself and and to see if you would also like to join and take the work deeper and be supported by me and the amazing group of people on this journey. But before we dive in, I just want to reflect a little bit on this week because this week I run a three-day free workshop, which I know many of you attended and I've been interacting with you all. I opened up a Facebook community and encouraged all of you to write in there and share photos and talk about why you want to reclaim your 30s and what the next three months holds for you and wow 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 it was just amazing really amazing to know how this community of people is coming together and supporting each other I know why I do what I do I have such a clear mission I obviously have a very very clear brand I know who I'm talking to and I always say I know who I'm talking to because I am you or I was you but it was amazing to just be reminded of it again and just to see the power of women being vulnerable with each other and you know letting our guards down and saying I'm struggling with this and it's really hard and it was amazing. I've really enjoyed reading all the posts. I'm really proud of people for stepping out of their comfort zones and really just letting down those masks that we put up in public and I'm very proud of the fact that I managed to bring the people together to do that and I'm really excited for this group because there's nothing, nothing more uh, inspiring to me and nothing more uplifting and enlightening and empowering than when I see a group of women or a group of individuals coming together to support each other and actually last night I ended the with a closing party I called it a party we didn't really party because half of the group weren't feeling 100% apparently everyone's come down with a cold the past few weeks and we had a closing session for my group program where There was 25 amazing individuals who had gone on a journey with me for the last four months. It was my first ever official group that I had guided and we said our goodbyes and we all went round and reflected on what we've learned and we reflected on our next chapters and what's coming after this chapter 
and it got really emotional. Some of my clients got really emotional in the middle, as did I. We all had a little cry and we just all held each other and it was beautiful. And it was so beautiful to see that coaching for a lot of people or reaching out for support with mental health, usually people presume that it has to be done in private and that it has to be done one-on-one and just you and the professional supporting you. And whilst that's obviously one way to do it, and I've been working with one-on-one clients for a really long time now, it's really not the only way. And there are so many benefits of being in a group and being part of a community of people who are like-minded and feel the same as you. And we really saw that in the past four months of the next chapter program, and also just being in that space last night all together all sharing so vulnerably and so openly and it was really unique and I sat in my office chair afterwards you know we we finished the zoom call and I just sat and closed my eyes and said wow what an amazing opportunity and what an amazing amazing community I've built getting a little bit emotional now even just thinking about it so I guess I just wanted to start off by saying thank you to all of those who came into the next chapter, stepped into this amazing room of people and to encourage any of you who feel that being in any sort of program or coaching has to be one-on-one, it doesn't. The power of watching other people being coached, seeing other people's progress and also the ability to be happy for other people who are achieving things that you're not is also just something to be said for a lesson learned in comparison. You know, there were some people in the group who had met people during this time, you know, they had uh, found partners in these four months and were successfully dating while some others weren't. There's some people who've been putting offers in houses and bought houses and some who weren't. There's people who had promotions and new jobs and some who didn't. And it was just a mixed across the board, all of the external uh, results and the internals were there as well for a lot of people. And it's really powerful and really expansive to sit in a group of people and feel happy for them because you support their journey, which often we don't really get when it's our friends and family. Not that we're not happy for them, but it can be mixed emotions. Let's get started with this week's topic and it really is a practical one. So this is part two. The first part was two weeks ago I released a Reclaim Your 30s episode and I really recommend going to listen to that because in that episode I very much outline why we need to reclaim our 30s, what happens when we come into our 30s and we have missed expectations and societal pressures and then we end up going down the route of either settling or we get stuck in in action and then I talk a little bit about how we can overcome that and give a client example of a client who reclaimed her 30s and talk a little bit about my relationship to that so that's just a little trailer and I would go back and listen to that. But what I don't do in that episode is really give you the three different steps to reclaim your 30s. And that's what I'm going to give you now. So a little disclaimer that these steps aren't necessarily in chronological order because when we do it in the program, we're doing all three of the steps at the same time in parallel. I teach them in a specific order, in the order that I am giving you today for a reason and you'll see why but they're all happening all at the same time. The first step is turning the volume up on you. 
Let me explain what that means. When we go into our 30s and we enter the state of either settling, so making unaligned decisions, or we start to be paralyzed in fear and not do anything at all and we get stuck in the I don't know, what often happens is we start to look outside of ourselves and we start to hyper-comparison. We go into hyper-comparison mode and we look at what everyone else is doing. We look at what everyone else is achieving that we're not achieving. We look at their milestones. We look at them all hitting the timelines. Our brain becomes really hyper-focused on what everyone else is doing and not what we're doing ourselves because we effectively stop doing things. Now, I always compare it to a Dyson Hoover that in the middle of the Dyson Hoover, there's a button that's like the full power button. I can't remember what it's actually called. And when you press that button, obviously the, the vacuum cleaner just goes really like intense. And that's what happens when you turn 30. Humans are comparing all the time, all the time, probably from when we actually have analytical brains. So from the age of six or seven, and probably until the day we die, we're constantly taking in data from around us and comparing, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's the second step of comparison that's the most damaging when we basically start to make stories up about ourselves and tell ourselves things that just aren't true. So we see something good happen to someone else and we think it can't happen to us. And that button in the middle of the Dyson vacuum cleaner is what happens when we turn 30 because all of a sudden we have signals from all over the place telling us are you going to settle down have you got a good job you should be buying a house by now you should have enough money to do x y and z and then we start going into comparison mode and what we actually end up doing is the volume is so loud on everyone else that we end up if you imagine a stereo an old school 90s style stereo that I know we all had. I used to record the top 40 on one when I was like 12 years old. And I'm sure I'm not the only late 80s, early 90s baby who did the same thing. If you can imagine an old school stereo with the two dials on it, all of a sudden one of the dials, which is the outside noise, is so high up that the dial, which is the volume that we're looking at ourselves in, is really, really, really far down. And these two dials cannot be up at the same time because our brains literally don't have the emotional capacity to be able to digest everything that everyone else is doing and also focus on ourselves. So it really is a trade-off. We start, when we're really in tune with everyone else and then when we're in hyper-comparison frenzy, we're not looking at ourselves. We're, We're too busy. Our brain is taking up too much emotional energy looking at everyone else. And this is the first step that we do together in the Reclaim program is we turn the volume up on ourselves. And I have quite a strict method, I say strict, a set method that I do with all of my clients that has actually, when I tell you that it's worked 100% statistically, I can honestly say that it has with every single Turning 30 coaching client that I've worked with, they have come out of it feeling less comparison than before. This is really important if you want to make changes and live a life that feels like you, which I know most of you do and that's why you're here listening to me and you engage in my content and you like my mission, then you have to free up some emotional space in your head by making 
what everyone else is doing, background noise. And that's what we do. And I'll just give some examples of the way that we do it, but we really, we start to reflect on who we are. We get to know ourselves. We turn the volume apart on ourselves by just asking questions, really digging deep into ourselves and understanding what's going on with us. We also understand how our lifestyle should be. We want to turn the spotlight back to us instead of our other people. So we start to do some big lifestyle changes. What we do is we start to figure out what works for us on a daily basis. We start to implement some routines because routines can really help increase productivity. We're trying to foster some good habits. I get all of my clients to pick up on a certain skill that is just for them and to practice that during our time together. And everyone has the uh, you know, the license to choose whatever they want for that. I do a solo travel challenge in my new Reclaim program where I'm getting all of my clients to commit to in the time that we're working together to start exploring solo travel and potentially maybe going somewhere. It can, either, it can be in the same country that you, you're in or it can maybe be abroad if travel will allow. But really just turning the volume up on you so, so high that everyone else's stuff becomes background noise and then eventually you can just be happy and content with what everyone else is doing because you're so focused on yourself. So I have lots of different methods for this and it really is super, super, super helpful if you are stuck in comparison and you want to get out of it, which I know that most of you do. The next step to reclaim your 30s is to master your mind. So what does that mean? Mastering your mind means to really start to understand what you think and why you think it. And it also means to understand how you process your emotions if you do at all, and then to get good at doing that. So whenever I have new clients that come and work with me, I always ask two very important questions. The first question is, are you good at feeling your feelings? And the second question is, do you make time to on purpose think? Because what I see most often with most people is that they're really good at thinking when they're forced to think and they're really good at thinking when they're having a sleepless night and their mind is going into overdrive and is second guessing itself and in a self-doubt vortex I call it but they're not so good at just thinking when they're feeling normal but the truth is we have 60,000 thoughts each day most of which remain in our unconscious and when those come into our consciousness we actually we grab onto a few of those thoughts and unfortunately because we have very human brains, those thoughts are usually negative ones and they become on a loop. And these loops can be stories and narratives that we tell ourselves that are holding us back from actually taking actions. And these stories are often limiting beliefs that we've picked up from those around us. It can be other people's limiting beliefs that we've picked up from an early age or even things that we've believed for whatever reason from our own life experience. It actually doesn't matter where these beliefs come from, but what matters is that you start to access them and start to question them and change them. And that's exactly what we do in the program. I teach all of my clients 
a very specific coaching model which enables them to really learn how to control their thoughts, manage their mind, let yourself feel because feeling is something that a lot of us resist. We try not to feel because we're so nervous of what will happen when we do feel. But a fact that might intrigue all of you is that an emotion actually only physiologically lasts in our body for 90 seconds. And anything else that comes after that is the subsequent thoughts that create subsequent emotions in our bodies that then cause the emotion to be continuously felt within our bodies. So that's just something to really take note of because a lot of people are so nervous to actually do this work and dig down and look into their minds and let themselves process their emotions because they genuinely think that something terrible will happen to them if they do. And actually, even though it can be a little bit uncomfortable at first, the results on the other side are just astounding. So in the Reclaim program, we really spend a majority of our time together. We have group coaching calls once a week where I teach you these tools and skills to help you be able to master your mind that once you've learned them, you can never unlearn them. And I have to say, I just got off a coaching call with a new client who we're on our second session together and she just was mind blown. I taught her this model, the model that changed my life you know, five years ago when I first started working with it and I still use it today in my daily journal practice and she learned it for the first time and she just was blown away and it's such an amazing tool that every single one of my clients who uses it just absolutely loves it and it helps them so much. The third step is manifesting future you and this is the action step and this is the most fun part of coaching. This is the stage where we get really, really clear on who it is we want to become and then we go out and become that person. So this actually is also obviously very linked to the first step of turning the volume upon yourself because by going through this step of my process for manifesting future you, you're looking at yourself. And actually, this is a really good time to mention that investing in a group coaching program or any coaching program, investing itself automatically is turning the volume up on you. And that is why I think that 100% of clients that I work with actually see the comparison dramatically drop and that they stop engaging in such comparison activities after they've signed up because just putting money on yourself in that way can really turn the volume up on you automatically anyway. But I'm digressing because I want to talk about what it means to manifest future you. What it means is we get really clear on who the real you is. So that's understanding what your values are and understanding what's important to you and we do that in the program by asking lots of questions I have some really good activities but a really practical way to answer that already is to ask yourself right now and you can maybe write some notes in your phone about it what values are most important to you what are the first words that come into your head when you think about the values that you want to live your life by. Now, for some people, 
they'll really value security, stability, calm, family. And some people maybe have different priorities and different values right now. You might value freedom, adventure, travel, friendships. And I want to make it really clear that these things aren't mutually exclusive. They can all come together. And it's also important to remember that values can chop and change depending on where you are in your life. So something we also do in the program is to understand that our values when we were in our 20s and we projected where we thought we would be in our 30s are probably different than they are right now. And for each person, it can be a different progression. It can be a different change. For me, I went through a phase in my 20s of really valuing different cultures and travel. And then in my early 30s, I really valued security and stability. And that's what led me to be in a long-term relationship. Having come out of a long-term relationship, the things that I value now are like a hybrid between the two of those things. So I also, I love nesting. So I really value my home and that feeling of having a base and having a foundation and feeling that safety. But at the same time, I am in a space right now, this specific moment right now speaking to you, where I'm really valuing my curiosity and exploration. And I'm following that. And that's helping to form the future me that I'm becoming. So that's just one activity that you can do with yourself. And you can even go online and Google values list. And it can give you all of the words and you can write a list of say 20 values that really stand out to you and then after you've written that look at the list again and narrow it down to another 10. So that's one step of how we start to manifest the future you is that we become really clear of what you value right now in order to guide you to know who you're going to become. I always make that comparison that it's like on Google Maps or on Waze, we can't set the destination of where we're heading to if we don't have clarity about where we are right now. So that's why it's really important to get clear and reflect on what your current values are. And then we start to do the fun part, which is where we use our imagination to become this new person by understanding and dreaming her up. And in the workshops this week, the third and final workshop I did, which was about this topic of manifestation, we ended up drawing pictures of our future selves and writing next to them. How does this person act? What are her external results? What emotions does she have? And most importantly, what does she think? So when we start working together in the Reclaim program, we do that for the future version of ourselves. And we also do it for our future version of ourselves in specific situations. So whether that be in our career, in our friendships, in our love life, and we also do really fun manifestation pictures, manifestation visions, let's call them, of our future partners that we're calling in. And then we go and do all of the other things in the program, i.e. the thought work, we use the coaching model and learning how to master our minds to then go and become that person. It's a really amazing process that when we do it, it helps you to transform and to become that person and do all of those things that you've wanted to do, but you haven't necessarily had tangible action steps to help you get there. So in a nutshell, 
They're the three steps to reclaim your 30s that you can already start doing yourself. I know those of you that joined the group uh, workshops that you will have already got even more tangible tools and you will have got the free PDF guide. But if this calls you, then I really recommend getting one of the last spots on my coaching program because the doors are still open until the end of this week if you're listening in real time. And I want to tell you a fourth bonus step, which really is the fourth step to the Reclaim program that I think is an umbrella for all, and I alluded to it at the start of this podcast episode, and that's the importance of community. Because as we all know, being on this journey can feel lonely. When all of your friends are doing one thing and you're doing another, then it can feel like you're the only person in the world struggling with this. And we all know that's bullshit. We all know that there are so many other people out there who are going through exactly the same things as you, but unfortunately, we just don't have the privilege of speaking to those people in person a lot of the time. Now, some of you may be lucky enough to have friends in your friendship circle who feel who feel the same, or maybe family members, people you work with, but I know a lot of my clients who genuinely feel like they're the only single one in their friendship group, or they're the only one who hasn't yet put a deposit on a house or they're the only one who is still on the search for that fulfilling job. So what the fourth step is, is to appreciate the value of being in a community, in a group setting, in a sisterhood. And that's why I've created the program. And that's why the fourth step is all encompassing. Now I want to leave you with something slightly different. And we're kind of going to go a little bit off topic. But I did a Q&A a few days ago for the program. And in it, somebody submitted a really interesting question that I just wanted to give a brief answer to here for anybody who's been really resonating with everything I've been speaking about in these podcast episodes and feels like they're ready to reclaim their 30s, but they're worrying about the investment. So let me read the question. It's from Hannah. And Hannah says, Hi, Emma, I really want to invest in the program, but I'm nervous about the investment. I've been wanting to buy a house for ages, so I've been slowly saving up over the past few years. However, I feel really called to do your program because I felt really stuck for such a long time. I resonate with everything you say and I really wish I had the courage to sign up. I'm just not sure I can see such a big dent in my finances right now. I'm guessing what I'm really asking you is, is it normal to be this scared about investing the money? The answer to that is yes, it's 100% normal to feel scared to invest. I absolutely feel terrified every single time I go to invest something because I genuinely feel that what you're doing when you're going to invest in yourself is you're literally as if you're walking into a a bank and you're taking money out of your ATM, out of your account, a big wad of money if it's a big investment, which most often when it comes to something like this, it is. And you're literally putting it down onto the table in front of you. And you're saying, no matter what, no matter what happens, I'm going to change. And that's a really hard and scary thing to do. And it takes a lot of self-worth because what it means is that you trust yourself to change. And what I see with a lot of clients and actually with a lot of people who want to work with me but don't actually pull the trigger and say yes in the end is that they're lacking that belief in themselves that this works and I can convince you you know 
until the cows come home that the investment will be worth it because I see all of my clients who always are so grateful and thankful not only to me but for themselves for investing but it's only if you truly believe that you're worthy of the investment and that you're capable of change that you will be able to do that and actually I see so many times that when clients finally kind of jump start the card with the jump leads that's what I call it when we just give a a bump of confidence a jump of confidence and invest in ourselves change happens very very quickly after that because you step into a place of worth and you literally signal to the universe that you're ready for something more so that's one response that I would say is that yes it's normal to feel scared but to ask yourself the question if you are in your full self-worth and in full belief and look around you to other people, you know, you can even just go and look at my testimonials on my website and on my Instagram stories and see if other people can do it and I was in my full worth, would I believe I can do it? So that's one thing. And the second thing I want to draw your attention to, Hannah, if you're listening, or to anybody else listening who thinks that it's a trade-off, who if you're saving up for something and you think, I... I'm really sorry, I have to interrupt because Chica is snoring so loudly next to me. She's actually interrupting the podcast recording. I hope that if you can hear it, you know that it's Chica snoring and I've not fallen asleep in the middle of the episode. But as I was saying, I'm hearing that there's a trade-off between doing something and investing in yourself, in your mental health, in your personal development and buying a house. Like the two are two separate things and you can't have both at the same time. And it's just not true. And it's this investment mentality that I see all the time with clients that or I can save up for my house and not do anything else. So I have to stop doing everything else in my life, including investing in myself, or I can invest in myself and then I'm never going to afford the house. And it's absolutely not the case because you can have all of the things. Where is the words and also? I can sign up for a coaching program invest in myself get myself into an amazing place emotionally and therefore with all my external results to follow and then also buy a house and I have an amazing colleague who sorry client not colleague she's become such a long-standing client so if you're listening the client who will know exactly who I'm talking about now I think of you as a colleague not a client because we've worked together for so long and we speak we're speaking all the time and have become really good friends but this specific client, she has invested in herself time and time and time again this year whilst saving for a house because she understands the importance of being in a good mindset eventually will bring you back that money in so many other ways because we all know how our spending habits change when we're not feeling good about ourselves. I don't know about any of you, but I shop more When I'm not in a good place mentally, I eat out in restaurants more. I feel the need to have to go on holidays more. I my spending goes to all different things, and in the end, I could have just ended up spending it on myself. And this specific client just messaged me a few weeks ago saying, after a year I of coaching with you, I'm proud to say I've finally put a deposit on a on a house. And actually, through our coaching together we uncovered lots of limiting beliefs that helped her to even more so speed up this process and make decisions that helped her to decide where she was going to buy a house and to make really important tangible steps to make that investment. 
So it's just really important to remember that this mentality that it's either or can really hold you in the same place. But what if you have access to everything? What if you can coach and meet an amazing group of people and buy a house and just live out every single dream that you want to in your 30s because you only have one life, so why play small? Really, ask yourself the question, if you were in your full self-worth right now, where would you put ands at the ends of the sentences to connect them? And I know this as well because I'm currently in a process of starting to freeze my eggs and a few months ago I also had to make decision of whether to make a big investment in my business or to freeze my eggs and I remember having a coaching session with my coach where she said these exact words to me what if I can freeze my eggs and make a big investment in my business and my mind wasn't even open to that possibility but now it totally is because I'm doing all of that So Hannah, thank you so much for that really amazing question. I think that it's probably got lots of people thinking and just opening your eyes to the fact that you can have it all. Really, you can have it all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please make sure to check out the Reclaim Group program. The details and the application form are in the podcast description notes. And this is episode 39 of the podcast. Next week, episode 40, I have a really amazing special episode for you and I've got some really great content planned for the next month in the run-up till Christmas including some really different episodes about friendship which is a topic that so many of you have contacted me to talk about and I'm finally getting around to recording it with my podcast fave coming back for her trilogy Karina Marriott the style idealist and also a solo episode all about friendship so Make sure to stay tuned for that and I'll see you all on the podcast next week.